Yeah, this has been fun. Can I come on? Oh, there we are. Um, oh, I could say physically we're sleepy, but like otherwise we're really good. <laughs> this, I mean, this really, we love doing this. This is great. Um, the, uh, you know, all their prayer. That's totally normal. My glasses kind of lost a little in last night. Yeah, I was, I was tired and I was taking off my shirt to, to change into stuff and I had the glasses on when I was doing it. And went, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not so good. <laughs> so I'll find some super glue and I'll be okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, this is what happens when baby gets tired. <laughs> yeah. But uh, something we wanted to do is just kind of open the floor up if anyone wants to share anything. Um, testimony, words of encouragement, revelation, just take a little while. Um, and then maybe in a little bit, take communion. Zach brought stuff, which is awesome. The, um, I, I will ask this, and I'll put him on the spot. Travis, could you maybe leave that? <laughs> When we get to that, but, um, so that would that would be great. Um, I do want to pray something first, though. Um, Father, I thank you for. There's a whole bunch of stuff you've done, some of which we understand, and some of which we think we understand, and some of which I'm pretty sure we don't know the first thing about. Um, because some of what you do is just so invisible that like we don't know it until later. And there are some things that you've done that we may not know until we're in heaven and you explain, yeah, this thing happened here. Um, and that's perfectly okay. But Lord, out of everything that you've done, Lord, I'm asking that you would, you would seal the work that you've done, that you would, you would guard it and protect it and that you would prosper it and continue that this this would be one more step on the journey with you for all of us that that what you do the works you do that they would remain um and i and i thank you for that father um the yeah I'm reminded of a statement that Paul makes where he's like, he's actually talking about all the gifts and the, the, the supernatural stuff that we think of as all impressive. And he says, you know, there's a day coming when it's like all perfected. Like this is, this is the shadow. This is the, this is kind of the starting point that there's going to come a day where even the impressive stuff isn't needed because it's so complete. Um, and then the, the halfway stuff will even pass away. But I still think we'll look back and we'll go, God did that, and God did that, and God did that while we're dwelling in a new thing. Um, and I just, and I just encourage you, receive what he's done, the stuff you understand and the stuff that won't make sense for a while, and praise him for it and walk with him and enjoy it. And uh, he'll do a next thing, and then a thing after that, and then a thing after that. And sometimes it'll be a thing we ask for, and sometimes it'll just be God doing what he does. But it's cool all the same.
Anyone want to share? Yay, brave person. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I guess I can just hand you this. Yeah, so this falls in the category of God does what he wants to do, right? Um, came up for prayer last night, as many of you did, and was blessed by uh, the Lord's working. And received something that was just really, to me, just out of left field. And you guys finished about praying about four this morning. I woke up at five with this just blood in my mind. Didn't know if it was going to happen this morning. Not, but here we are. And um, so in praying with David and Wendy, um, they said the Lord has given me an anointing to, to come up against this COVID stuff that's been going on. And um, at 5 o'clock this morning, I had this vision, just praying over you guys about that specifically. I don't know how many of you have actually experienced that. Certainly Deb and I have. And... Uh, it's actually affected her long-term more than me, which is not what I would have expected. But nonetheless, that's where we are. And so I'm just, this is in the category of just being faithful and stepping out, let the Lord do what he wants to do. But I feel like I'm supposed to offer to pray as a group over you guys. And um, I'm not going to ask you to come up here if you'd like to stand and say, yeah, I've had this and I want to be prayed for, you can do that right where you are. If you want to just sit there, it doesn't matter to me. This is the Lord, okay? So if you want to stand, go ahead. If you don't want to stand, fine. But I just feel led to pray over you guys. Lord Jesus, we come before you acknowledging that you are the healer, that you are God. That this scourge that has been released upon the earth, literally, is under your feet. So Lord, I pray for this body here, specifically for those who have been affected by this. Maybe it was a relatively easy thing. Maybe it was a very difficult thing. Whatever it was, Father, the enemy has tried to come in and destroy, to take ground that he has no authority to take. So I just come up against the enemy in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over each of us here. Whether we've had this COVID thing or not, the enemy has tried to use this in so many ways, physically to hurt us, to harm us. Ultimately, his preference is to kill us. We just come up against that, and we rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus. We do not accept this on our bodies. Lord, you have control. This thing cannot stand. I rebuke the fear that the enemy has tried to bring on this world and to us over this. There is no fear in you. Perfect love casts out fear. And so we claim that love for us. 
There's tried to be in control put on us from government entities to prevent us from either gathering together to worship. Lord, I thank you that we've been able to continue, but that is one of the things that the enemy has tried to do is to interrupt your work. And we just declare that that will not happen in the name of Jesus. We will go forward. We will fight this fight in you, Lord. We will stand with you as you fight this battle. This is not us. This is you. So, Lord, I just praise you. I believe that this is just the beginning. I believe that you want to use this fellowship of these people to express this to other people. Lord, you've laid this on my heart, and I'm just being faithful to do what you were saying to do. And so we claim that, but I believe it's more than just for me. This is for us. This is for the body of Christ that needs to hear this message right now. So, Lord, take this. We submit ourselves to you. We submit to be willing to stand up, to fight, to speak out, to come up against the enemy. He is already defeated, and Lord, you win. And so we just praise you, thank you, and we love you. Amen. Thank you. I'll keep this brief because I could talk and talk and talk. But I've had this issue with unforgiveness uh, towards my stepmom for years. If anyone has a step parent, <laughs> you might understand. But um, but I've been working on my heart and praying about this because I know that if I keep it going and going, it's not going to end up very pretty. So um, her birthday was Tuesday, and normally I send her a, a, a gift certificate to their favorite restaurant in Joplin, Missouri. And, um, but I was still kind of holding on to it, so I didn't text her, I didn't call her that day. And that's the first time I've done that in a while. I usually don't call her, I just text her. Um, so the next day, I decided I'm gonna send her flowers. And uh, she sent me a text and thanked me for the flowers, and she sent me a picture, and they were so beautiful. They had the, the, the large pink lilies. And uh, I just felt, you know, that peace come over me like the healing has begun, because I couldn't even repeat to you the things that I thought about her. I wouldn't even tell, you know, it's, no, it wasn't good. And, um, but she and my father have been a wonderful team. They've, they've worked great together. She just wouldn't have been my pick. <laughs> it's like you could have picked anybody but her, right? You know? Um, <laughs> um, I know I seem like a very kind person, but I have a very dark side. <laughs> I always think, well, everybody does if they're pushed you know, far enough, whatever it is you're dealing with in life. But, um, but I, I know the healing has begun, and uh, I'm going to see her in about three weeks, two or three weeks, and I look forward to our time together. And I never say that. <laughs> so um, this, is a, this is just a, a milestone in my life. So if anyone is dealing with, and I know 
somebody is, because everybody does. I mean, at some point in your life, um, if you're dealing with unforgiveness towards someone, um, yeah, I just, I just, that's that's a, a good thing that's happened, and that's the main thing. And just one more prayer request: I have a nephew named Connor who you've prayed for. The guys, Matthew and. Travis and Davey, and I don't know if Michael was part of that group, or Trenton praying for my cousin, I mean my nephew. Um, he's he's um, just in a nutshell, he's currently living with my father and Libby, and my dad's 91, and Libby is 76, and uh, they're doing great with him, but he, he has um, some mental issues, and he's doing a lot better, but the baffling thing is is the OCD that he is dealing with, and I don't. It's the I've read a lot about abnormal psychology, and it's the most baffling thing that I've ever seen. It's I just can't. But like I said, he's doing better, so I just ask for prayers that you know the right meds, the right doctors, da 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 da, and uh, he's not going to be able to be with them forever. I mean, my father could live to be a hundred. I fully believe that. I mean, he's healthier than Libby, and um, so my prayer, and then he sadly, uh, his father, my brother, is my brother who passed away five years ago, which most of you know about. He was a severe binge alcoholic, and his mom died suddenly May 3rd, which I never, I don't think I've ever told you that. So... Um, she 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 had a mild case of COVID, and she was ignoring some after effects, and uh, and then they discovered that there was a blood clot in her leg, and it went to her heart. She was only fifty four, and she just dropped dead. And um, I think it gave me a little PTSD because my sister and I, you know, flew out to Denver, and but anyway. Um, so he's dealt with a lot, and um, so I just ask for prayers for Connor. He's 23. He was an expert skier. Um, he grew up in Colorado, but yeah, that's my. So I had a praise, and then with Libby, and then I have the prayer request for Connor. Hello. I never talk in front of people, so like my heart's racing a little bit, but I figured I needed to share. So um, last night, my prayer request, or, or my my issue, <laughs> is just that I'm tired. Um, physically and spiritually, I'm just, you can just sort of kind of feel like you're at your, at your wit's end, and you know, there's a lot going on, and um, I just want to testify, though, to God's goodness. Um, and just the work he even did last night, I just sort of fell asleep in just like a receiving posture. I was just like on my back with my palms open. I'm like, God, if there's anything you have for me, I'm here for it. And, and you know, I'm always asking for dreams and visions and signs, you know. And, um, and I didn't get those. But I woke up this morning and I was like, I woke up like 30 minutes before my alarm was supposed to go off. I'm like, 
why am I up? This is ridiculous. I was up till two in the morning and I was getting ready and I was just like thinking, you know, and Carol is probably annoyed with me at this point. I'm just like talking, I'm singing. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, the Holy Spirit just hit me. He's like, Lucy, you were tired. <laughs> you asked for for rest and for burdens to be lifted off of you and you gave those things to me and you were a perfect peace um, because your heart has stayed on me. And um, so I was just like, Oh, right. <laughs> I asked for that and you delivered it. So, um, yeah, I just felt like I needed to share that. If anyone is <laughs> feeling burdened or heavy laden, um, he's faithful to take those things and for, to provide perfect rest. So anyways, yeah, so that's all I've got. <laughs> Hey, y'all. Uh, I just wanted to testify that uh, last night um, I, I stayed up and received prayer from uh, David and April, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, you guys know me. I don't remember names. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, no, the Lord just... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really tired. Okay, that's my excuse, even though I don't remember half of your names sometimes, too. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the first thing, yeah. But uh, the Lord just has uh, been bringing me through this process of healing and restoration and mending and deliverance. And uh, the Lord just brought me through on another step last night, um, bringing pieces of me together that had before been broken or scattered or uh, speaking against the work of the enemy in my life uh, and against me and um, I just wanted to testify to the Lord's faithfulness and his continuing work of love um, and his goodness so thank you guys for everything hey so yeah I didn't get prayer yesterday but I just wanted to share what I saw overall overall yesterday um just to see their hearts not waver till no matter what time it was they completely gave everybody everything they had and that was just beautiful because i was thinking man after about three hours i'm like all right bless you go bless you go you know but they just they gave it all (laughs) bless you go bless you go but uh, And so that was that was just so beautiful to see. It was just like amazing to see like the heart of of you know people who really wanted to reflect the Father's heart. So you just saw like, man, if you're in front of me, I'm giving you all. And then just to see all of you heart, all of you's heart. I'm from New York, all of you's heart. And uh, it was amazing just to see how everybody here was after something, and they sacrificed comfort, which you don't see in America's a lot. You know, we're all about our comfort. And that was, to me, that was just completely amazing to be around a group of people that were just after God and they didn't care what it took. You know, it was a bunch of us. Nick even brought them drinks. He was like, oh, you thirsty? Let's go. But we staying up. Like, it was just amazing. <laughs> it was amazing to see that. Like, I went to bed at full peace, full rest, and just like, like real proud to be around people like you, you know, just to see what's really inside of you when, when push comes to shove. If there was an opportunity to meet God. You guys were there. And I really enjoyed that.
This isn't about last night, but it was just something I wanted to share with you guys that um, Ryan and the kids and I are going to GCF right now, and and I know that's the place, like as a whole family, that we're supposed to be. But I think about you guys all the time, and uh, I'm not sure crying. Um, you know, like Paul says, when I think of you, I think with joy, and it's like I love knowing you guys are here. And when I think of you, I'm like, I know the Holy Spirit's there, and and like. When I think of dwelling, I it's like I can see the Holy Spirit like in the picture I have in my mind. And it's, you know, I know that where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be right now. But it's like, I also love you guys, you know? And I know Travis has talked before about feeling like dwelling is a place where people will come and then they'll go. They'll come and then they'll go out. And so I think that in... Like, there's been some really crazy, awesome ways that God has worked in my classroom this year and and just in things with my family. Like, I, I feel like there's things that dwelling put in me that I've gone out and have been able to do. So I guess I just wanted to testify that, you know, that, like, there is a work. There is a work going on in the world that has gone out from dwelling and that, I think other people who have gone out from dwelling, I think they think the same thoughts that I do. <laughs> just, just like it's like a warm, homey feeling of just of just knowing like it's good to know the Holy Spirit is moving there, you know? So that's really cool. Any more? Um, at vacation, I had a vision, and it was really a dream, but, um, I was in, um, my nan and grandpa's house, and my teacher was there, and I told her to solve a problem, but then she didn't say anything, so I went down to the basement to get my nan and grandpa, and then I saw these pictures of shepherds and all that sorts of things. And then one of the shepherds came alive and he said, go to the shepherd room. And then I went up there and then he said, praise the Lord. And I did. And then I woke up from my dream. <laughs> God's just been speaking a whole lot to me this whole weekend. Um, I'm just really thankful for your ministry, for the things that were shared in the messages that were just very life-giving to me. Um, one of the things that really stuck out from yesterday was when you said God told you that should is not in his vocabulary. That really got me thinking because that's a word I use a lot to myself too. And I've caught myself saying it just over the weekend. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> um, and uh, just how liberating that is. And 
The other thing is when we did the art project, <laughs> the prophetic picture thing, um, just how when I got mine back, it literally answered my question very directly and very clearly. Um, and I was kind of asking God if it could be clear. <laughs> so I was like, I really would like it to be pretty clear to me because I'm in a season of changing so many things and God knows I don't really like change and it's really hard. Um, leaving everything that's familiar and stepping into complete unknown is very difficult. Uh, so it was just so sweet that he literally put that and made it really clear. And it was only words. It was no pictures. <laughs> there was like, you don't have to interpret any pictures. <laughs> it was literally just, here's the words. <laughs> So I was really thankful for that. <laughs> so, thank you so, and also for just for the prayer time last night. It was exactly what I needed. Um, I didn't even tell you all this, but when I was coming up, I asked for two things, but then the other thing was, God, I really want some friends. And I didn't even tell you that, and you took off praying about friendship. And I mean, not everyone knows my life story, but most of my life has been very, very lonely. Very lonely. <laughs> and through my childhood, I had like one good friend, and that was it. And I prayed for her for five years before God gave, brought her into my life. And then our friendship ended three years ago by her choice. And I really struggled. <laughs> like, how do I even make friends anymore? Because the kind of friendship my heart longs for is a deep one. Where you're really known. And you can pursue Jesus together really closely. And that's literally what you prayed for. <laughs> and I didn't even tell you. So I was like, wow, Jesus, that has been on my heart a lot. And so I just wanted to share that, that it's, it's such a confirmation that he knows what's going on inside of us and that he cares. about this money story yesterday and um, I just feel like our church back in Texas we were attending Mercy Culture um, Landed would share about um, how God really tests us with faith in the realm of money first in a lot of ways to get um, to allow things to be opened up so he can work more and I think money is always a big hurdle for a lot of people to trust the Lord with and um I just love testimonies, especially about miracles and what God's doing. But your testimony about finding your $420 for that bill is, I just love it. I'm like, we need to write a book of everybody's testimonies of money or whatever, because it just shows God's faithfulness. Um, so when we came to Wilmore, um, 
from Texas. We left a really hard season of our lives. Um, I was working full-time, Joe was in school full-time, the kids were in school, and we like hardly saw each other. Um, and we ended up having to declare bankruptcy <laughs> amongst everything. Even though we had sold our house in Oregon and we were living off some funds, um, it just went really quick. In, in Texas, living in a really high-income neighborhood, God provided an amazing place for us to stay. That was a blessing, but um, we just blew through our money really quick. And so we came into Wilmore needing just rest and for God to do something amazing for us to live simply. And, um, and so I remember praying for God to do something because I knew I wasn't going to go back into the dental field. Um, I knew that I knew that I was not supposed to send out resumes, even though I did. <laughs> I, um, I think I got a couple calls back, but like I missed the calls. And so they went to voicemail and then I didn't see, hear the voicemail for a long time. So it's like, okay. Um, and so I'm like, God, what's your plan for us to like live here and to, to survive? Like we have to have some kind of income and Joe is not going to be working. He's a full-time student. So I was walking and just knew um, this lady at church back in Oregon, she has this mantra where she said, being in that restful place is a blessed place to be. Rest is blessed. And so um, I knew I couldn't worry, and I, I didn't want to be in that like hamster wheel of worry about it because that's my norm is how are we going to feed our kids? Like, what, how's this going to work? And so I remember just walking outside um, where we lived and just feeling like any time that came to my mind, any time I worried, I just wanted to give it back to the Lord. Like, you have a plan. I don't know what it's going to look like. And so one afternoon, I was walking to go get the kids from the park, and I got a call from this, um, from this woman who... So I was a part of this survey back in Texas. Um, it, it was through the University of Michigan, and they kind of track people in a low-income bracket and kind of see what you eat and doing all this um, survey stuff for their study. And she said, well, I'm just calling to tell you that you um, were picked to receive $1,000 every month for three years. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I, like, I just stopped there and was like, what's going on here? Uh, like, so I asked a bunch of questions, and she's like, well, if you have any more, you know, she answered everything, and I'll just send you an email with all the details. I was like, okay. And so <laughs> I, I went and I sat on a bench, and I called Joe. I'm like, it, does this seem real? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so we... Um, we kind of talked about it when he came back and we're like, well, I guess we just wait and see if money comes into our account. And, sh <laughs> and sure enough, we've been getting $1,000 every month. And Joe's like, this is like a scholarship. Like, yeah, you know, this is a blessing from the Lord that is helping us in this season of life that was out of left field, you know, that was no real connection to us. Like, just our name was picked. Um, another thing too, so when Joe is driving field trucks for a season, he, 
like if you don't get any accidents, um, it builds up to where you can get a bonus, which is like three months wages and a bonus. And so he was like literally like a few days from that deadline. He gets in this little fender bender. And I was like, what? We were this close. And they send you, they send you letters like monthly saying, oh, you're so close. You know, keep, keep driving great and um, keeping, you know, he was just great at safety and not getting any, into any accidents. But just this little thing, I think he forgot to put the brake on his truck in a parking lot and it slowly creeped and hit someone. Anyways, I feel like this is God saying, I'm going to like bless you, but it's going to be way more than what you would have gotten then. And I mean, this is equivalent to like, I don't know, $30,000 or something. I mean, like three years, it's just, it's just amazing what, what God can do. But, um, yeah. So if you guys have a need and you don't know how God's going to provide, just give it to him. (laughs) Anytime you find yourself worrying and and acting in your own strength, just align yourself with what he, who he is, and he's our provider. I mean, we can do a lot, but God's going to do it even better. Good morning. I just want to tell you something that I've observed. I often see like a light outline around Christians. And during this weekend, it's it's so powerful over the two of you. It's just huge over the two of you. But I've seen it growing. This brings me cheers. And everybody here, it seems like when I see you, I see this, it's like an I hate to use the word aura because that sounds like new age stuff. But it's got, it, was, it was God stuff first. But I, I've just seen as, the, as we've been here that each one of you, it's been growing. This light, it's like there's a light behind you and I can see this light growing over you. And so I just thought I'd mention that. And also that they spoke into something that's... Uh, tender place in my heart about healing and they just empowered me to move into the next whatever God has in that and it just was beautiful and I appreciate it. Uh, I have uh, another, like, money testimony, but from across the world. Uh, So my parents are missionaries in China, and uh, they have a small group, a small church, just like ours, smaller. Um, And they got connected with a church in Ukraine. They've been praying for Ukraine, and they wanted to, but they just felt led to give. Um, and so my, my parents gathered all the money from, you know, from, from what they gave and, uh, from the other believers. And when they looked at it, it just seemed so small, like 
it's about $700 to send it to Ukraine and they you know they felt kind of ashamed but the Lord just said just give and so they they came into agreement and within like a span of one to two weeks other people started to hear about it and they started to give like people from my parents where they worked uh, friends of friends and that 700 became 10,000 and they were able to send it to the church there in Ukraine um, and it was meant to help the kids uh, I think 20 kids from Ukraine to escape to go over to Poland um, so that was just a huge encouragement and my dad was just saying it's kind of like the the little boy with the five loaves and two fish and it reminded me of of us like don't despise the small beginnings and I, I really believe if we come to agreement with the Lord he can do so much more with us so yeah I feel teased. <laughs> I was expecting something. <laughs> so I, I told David this yesterday, but, you know, I've been to plenty of different retreats in my life, and I, I feel like David and Wendy, what you all were able to bring for me in, in my just discernment and perception was just such a, I don't know if I've ever been a part of a retreat where it's felt like, as you said, a retreat. Usually... And this is not to indict anyone or anyone's approach on how they've done retreats or camp meetings. But so much of the time you leave almost like you're, you're excited, enthusiastic. And some of that I think is genuine. Some of that maybe it's just kind of that when you get around people who are like kind of ginned up. It's easy to get like that. But with what I was able to experience personally was just like, a, man, this was something that I can leave here and not feel like, okay, what do I need to do now? What am I, like, what's God putting on my back? What God, what's God putting on my plate that I have to do, you know? And I think that was just such a, a posture you all brought was something that is legitimately, and I say this without, like, mincing words, like, unique and unprecedented in my life and how you approach just, like, look, this is who God is to us. This is who God's shown himself to me. And you were able to bring that. And I thought it was so refreshing and... Again, I know for myself, and you were, you were talking about earlier today, like there are things maybe that God's done here that we're not even going to know until maybe down the road or until we get to heaven. But I, I really believe like the seeds you, you sowed, um, both of you, I think each one of us who had a receptivity to receive, there's going to be like a lot of fruit in the coming days. I really believe that. And I know for myself that this was just like, it almost kind of recalibrated my mind in several different ways. Um, I think just the the presence you all carry, like Laura was talking about, the anointing you all carried, I think opened up just like ministry with, with everyone. You know, some prophetic words I received through some prayer and just words that I received personally were just something that was very important. And I feel like you all just like the presence you bring. And it was funny. So I got this for you yesterday, David, when you were talking. I was telling Travis this. I'm like, man, I just feel like I'm seeing Clark Kent up there. <laughs> like literally Clark Kent, like he comes in, you know, Clark Kent has this like, 
you know, he tries to disguise himself with his glasses, but really underneath, this dude's Superman. Like, and that's, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, and I feel like that is the type of anointing you carry is like a Superman in the spirit. Um, it's funny because I don't know if like the old Superman with uh, Christopher Reeves, right? I think the first or second one. But there's a, uh, a scene with him at Niagara Falls. And it's a bit, I, I can't remember, I think he saves a woman who's getting ready to fall down Niagara Falls. Is it a boy? Okay, so it's interesting. I just think about your last name, Falls, and I was thinking about, and I think someone mentioned Niagara Falls yesterday, like in a game. Yeah. Didn't someone, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't participate, but I was, you know, an onlooker. I'm sure Karis is, is, was, you know, inwardly berating me for not participating, but... <laughs> Um, but no, I just feel that for, for both of you and for you, David, that like, you know, you literally carry a mantle, um, that, you know, Clark Kent came in kind of disguising himself as an unassuming dude who just worked at a newspaper place, you know, but underneath, you know, whose real identity was, was Superman. Um, and I feel like that is the type of anointing you carry. And I believe that there were, and, and whether or not people know this, all of us here, I think there were chains that broke last night, and I believe in the coming days we're going to see a manifestation of that. And I, I, I fully believe there were seeds that you sowed, and I'm looking forward. Uncle Tim said he's going to post this stuff on Facebook, so I'm looking forward to telling some people too. Man, you got to check out some of the stuff that that David shared. So appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming, for sure. This this has been a blast for us. The the. I, I'll share this just for, um, like for us, this has been fun. Um, it really, really has. We are sleepy, but we're not, we're not tired. Like I know what it is to like give them a spirit and push and you do and you get to the end of it and you're like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm sleepy. I will sleep on the car. God has given me a daughter that has a license. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good. And, um, it was kind of funny. Like, this, this is the discussion this morning. She's like, so I'll drive. I'm like, yes. To the mountains. That's it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> We're going to be okay. Yeah. And my thought is we'll see. <laughs> it's but um, because she's more than capable. But, and, uh, it's it's like there's a provision for the sleepiness, so we'll get some rest in the car and we'll we'll sleep a bit and it'll be fine. But like spiritually, like I can tell I've given, but I'm not drained. Like it, it's kind of like you know people that run marathons, they'll go out and I don't know how they do this. I have no idea how you run a marathon. I have no idea how you run about six blocks, but um, but like they'll go out as a workout. Talking to people that do this, they'll like as a normal workout before doing a whole day of work. They'll go out and run like two, three miles, and they'll be like, "Yep, that that was my morning. Okay, I'm good. Let's go." And it's it's a little bit like that. It's like I can tell we've done a thing, but I'm we're not. I mean, is that that about describe how it is? It's like yeah, we did a thing. And I can, I can tell power went out. That's fine. But it's not, I mean, a little bit, it's like, all right, who's next? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. One of the greatest joys for us um, this weekend, in addition to just being with you and 
um, enjoying, enjoying the life of God in you and with you and his fragrance among you is, um, we want to thank you for receiving us. It has been such a pleasure to be able to give without the resistance or the fight or the um, wall there. Like there are times when it's like you know that the Lord really has something that He He's He's stirring up and He wants to give, but yet when it's not, there's not land there to receive it. It can be a grievous thing. It can be. It can even be kind of a hard thing just in your own navigating that flow with Holy Spirit. And I just want to say it's been such a gift to us that you have been so welcoming and warm and kind and open. And we thank Travis and Karis and for their hearts of honor and love and patience and faithfulness and what the two of you are cultivating and what God is cultivating in you and through you and with you and for you. And that, like the Lord, we know this, but he sees the whole, and he knows where he has you and where you are in this journey and in this process, and you are yielded, and you are surrendered, and you are open to receiving. And my hope is that you will be encouraged and strengthened in where you are in him, because he, like, I have such a sense of just, Oh, the Lord is like pleased. There's a pleasure that you give him in how you wait for him and in how you just you just want what he has. And even though you don't know what that looks like and even you don't know what that that can feel so different and it can look, but I, I just get such a sense of like the molding power of God and that you are right in his hands. And that you have granted him a freedom to mold you. You have granted him the pleasure of having an access to be able to massage into you and to be able to work with you and to be able to craft you according to his desire. And that is a beautiful gift and treasure that you have given him. And because of your openness in that, there's an anointing that flows to everyone else who comes to the well that he has established and is is establishing. There's a blessing that transfers where you're yielded. There's a grace for everyone else to yield and to find freedom and surrender and to find joy in letting go and in finding peace in the not knowing but encountering the truth of who he is and who he wants to be. I really believe that the Lord he wants to be someone very specific to you individually, but also corporately. He has his own desire and manifestation of who he is and who, what his kingdom and what he wants to bring through you. And it's, it's not like anything. It doesn't fit a paradigm we've ever seen before. It doesn't, doesn't fit a picture that we can define, but we can allow him to move and mold and define it, even without seeing how he's moving the pieces. But I very much sense that you are all individually and together as one. Your individual pieces, but you're 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 all in his hand. And he, I really believe he is pleased with the posture of your hearts 
and to go low and to not rely on your own understanding, but to really seek and to really trust and to wait because there's greatness that he is cultivating in the waiting. There is magnificence that he is birthing and that he is developing in you, even when you feel like there are things that are dormant or that are just not even moving. They're just maybe even you feel like they're dead on the ground. But his life is in you and his life is in what is hidden and in what he is doing in secret. And even as I'm reminded of something that David preached about time, you know, in the fullness of time, there is an abundance of grace for you to abide in him in his time and in the portion that he has for you individually and in the portion that he has for you collectively. And my prayer, Father, even now, is that you would pour out an even greater joy that you would pour out the oil of gladness and you would pour out a fresh oil of your spirit over every part and over every piece, Lord, because you cause all things to work together in your perfect timing. And I pray for the increase of joy, joy in the going low, joy in the waiting, joy in the stripping, joy in the struggle, joy in the letting go, joy in the fighting, joy in the receiving, joy in the leaning back in you, joy in the not knowing, the joy of being found in you, Lord, and with you as clay in your hands. And so, Father, I just thank you for who you are as a potter, you are extraordinary and you are perfect in all of your ways. And Father, I ask that you would just continue to breathe and release and that more and more room would be made for you and that you would continue to enlarge and you would continue to expand each one's capacity to receive the fullness of Christ. I ask God that you would bring a cleansing of a vision that you would clean out eyes to be able to see you more fully, to be able to trust you with more grace and peace and confidence, that there would be just, and I just see it as even like I saw, that there would just be a cleansing of the eyes to see and a cleansing of the ears to hear, and a continual pursuit of the heart, God. I pray for a grace for each one in their heart to be able to lay down and let go and surrender easily in and through and by your grace, that it wouldn't even be like a work. We have to work hard to surrender. No, Lord, that there would be such a flow of your spirit and such a vision of hope and life and and your life bubbling up on the inside, that there is a joy to let go. There's a joy in the surrender. There's a joy in, in waiting on you. And Lord, I also pray that as you continue to transform each one here, 
and what that means is an individual expression as well as what that means as a corporate expression that you would renew our vision for one another. That there would be an openness of discovery. And God, I pray that, I do pray that this would be a place where there's a deep knowing of you and of one another. And that there would be the increase of your light and the increase of your love and the increase of your truth and the increase of your freedom and the increase of your wisdom and your ways and your presence and how you jointly fit your body and all of its pieces together. In Jesus' name. Something I see um, trying to think of how to how to put this but partly because of the way you've gone about doing things there's an openness to receive sort of whatever God is doing and even to kind of let it exist when it's in its infancy which sounds like all great and wonderful and sweet until you take care of an infant and you deal with the messes How many have dealt with an infant? Okay, I don't need to explain that. Good. But when when the Lord is, when he first starts birthing something in our hearts, and first starts doing something in our lives, there's a lot of assumptions. Like, what might you do with this? And we have immaturity in that area. And so we do stupid things sometimes. And our, our perspective isn't fully refined. And it, like, if you try to put it out, you, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, when you, there's a, there's a room to receive an honor in that part of the process that you have. Um, a lot of what we've been giving this weekend, there's snippets that go way, way back in our lives. A lot of this is new in the last, like really kind of, it, it got to a point of ready only in the last, not very long. Um, we've been marinating on it for years yet Travis was receiving us long before that does that make sense like there was a I see good in you before and we could have given some stuff back then too that would have been good but it's it wouldn't have been this but there was a recognizing of good even earlier and a receiving of it even earlier, and a, and a granting of like an honor and a weight to that for what it was worth, even earlier. And if you'll continue to do that with each other and with whoever the Lord sends you, like when, when someone's first getting a thing and they start kind of walking in it, it can be messy as they're like wrapping their head around the adjustments and how to go about it and, um, I, you know, like I, we spent a lot of time at Morningstar and they really like prophetic ministry has like been their thing for probably 30 years now. But they'll, they evolved some best practices that they didn't start with. Um, 
and that's that's what happens as you you kind of grow into a thing but this the willing just the openness to receive and the openness to understand that there's process and the openness to just be okay with people i i really believe you've got some other stuff that's growing in your midst that god's doing and it's its maturity is not yet but it's in its infancy and it's welcome as you know in that kind of state and it'll grow up like god has done a thing but he's not done doing things with you and if you can stay in that kind of that like all right that soft heart mold me lord how do you want us to you know whatever it is and keep the agenda laid down um you know take up a cause when god says but really stay soft before the lord he'll keep giving you stuff like there's there's no end to this um and i just it's a beautiful thing it's it's been a gift to us like we're just talking about like dealing with places where it's not received it's that's wearisome um, this is not <laughs> this is wonderful um and I, I don't know i i just really appreciate you guys I really do um the uh, so thank you no <laughs> yes <laughs> I really resonated with what everyone who shared said, uh, and I've just resonated all weekend with what David and Wendy have said. Um, I, I've mentioned this, so I want to say it while I'm, before I forget it. It's been such a blessing to see, um, you know, the kids, and Michael and I were talking about that. I've talked about it with several, um, you know, just seeing Gracie and Samuel and Benjamin, just their countenances. Uh, there's just life and peace uh and it's just like man it's, you can only explain like when i look at your family you can only explain it's oh, that's god there's it's just and watching samuel engage with god and worship and gracie um the same way and watching you know 11 year old like paying attention to what his dad's saying <laughs> and uh and just and, and like Samuel, more than paying attention, he's like every syllable. He's like, and he gets the jokes before anybody else does. <laughs> and it's not just like he's like, dad's funny. He's like getting the biblical and spiritual humor with it too, which is amazing. Um, so that's been a huge blessing to me. Um, and it's just so cool when you can exist as who you are, even before you um, like are trying to do something, a good thing. You just, you, you are releasing good um, just from who you are. So I just so appreciate that. Um, uh, the next thing I'll share uh, made me think of it when <laughs> Nicholas called Wendy April. <laughs> um, I I don't think that was actually by accident, although it doesn't excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking uh, uh, I was thinking of something. I've, I've told Karis about this for years, and uh, some uh, I think Michael and some of our leaders know this. But uh, he, Back in 2017, the Lord started speaking to me about April of 2022. Um, and I, you know, you guys know enough, 
with me, I, I get a lot of prophetic stuff, but I'd never had like a years away specific month, uh, year thing. But for the last five years, it's been again and again. Um, and also, uh, this is a little bit on the horizon. It's September 2022. For the last five years. Um, and I've had some ideas. You know, we see in part of prophesying part. I was interpreting in one way. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm very open-handed, which connects with what I'm going to say next. But I, I believe as um, April was approaching, and I was like, oh, yeah, April 2022. And I think we had already set things up with the falls. I was like, you know what? I know um, that was absolutely a part of what God was speaking about years ago, that he was going to send the Falls family uh, into our midst and into my midst um, for something specific. You know, If God is specific and giving you a heads up about something a long time in advance, there's, there's some weight to that. There's some importance. So uh, I want to encourage each of you because I want to invite, when, when he speaks, when God speaks something, it's for the common good. To each one, a manifestation of the Spirit has been given for the common good. So I'm sharing with you guys, I believe um, this is a special time for any one of you who wants it. Um, through what God has done through David and Wendy, and through just what God has done this weekend with what he's represented through them. Like God has released something you know different people have testified um i don't know exactly what he's put in me i don't know but i believe and i I choose to receive and i think it's that simple just choose to receive i choose to believe and then god's so gentle like even if you're like well i don't even know if i feel like i can believe well help my belief and just start there (laughs) you know help me receive um and so connected that my personal, um, the one thing that is coming out of into my heart, into my mind about what, what this retreat has meant for me, um, in, in talking with David and Wendy, I believe it was Friday before the first session, um, I, I explained something, and I, I explained it in a way that I'd never explained it before, um, and I felt like God was just teaching me through my own tongue, he does that a lot with us, I think. teaches us through what we say. We go, oh, okay. But I was explaining to them my whole life, uh, after you know, 17 years and 8 months of going hard with God and after God and um, yielding to what He says, um, doing it imperfectly, I know, but um, not turning away. After all that time and experience with you know, all kinds of stuff in the body of Christ, leadership, I feel like my whole being, the whole being of Travis Span, a body, soul, and spirit, I am a giant question mark um, across the board. And like, I, you know, what do you want to do with me? Where, where are you taking me and my family? Where, um, how, how do I, you know, fit into your plan? Uh, what does it mean to be like, overseeing a group of people like how do you shepherd people's hearts uh what is prophetic how do you be bold and follow god and be willing to be a fool but at the same time you know um walk in wisdom i on and on i could go on (laughs) just leave it there i am a giant question mark okay it's a it's a uh unprecedented place of humility um 
and not done by my own accord. We, 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 we are urged to humble ourselves in, in the sight of God, but this is uh, more of a ruining uh, and a humbling that God has done. And so I'm just a staring question mark. And I, I told them, I was like, but you know, that little dot on the bottom of the question mark, I'm like, I, I, I know that I believe in Jesus Christ. And I know, I know that. Um, and I believe he's faithful. So I, I'm standing on that little lily pad, uh, but it's not a lily pad. It's like firm ground. It's like I'm standing here. And I, I wanted to testify that in two ways because there's a little something God I felt showed me after that. But I wanted you guys to know. It's been a while since I've checked in with you and just let you know. I, you, as you know, I've been restrained from uh, speaking. You know, I've facilitated a meeting, but I just haven't been released in a year or so to even do a teaching or something. I'm not going to do it without, without the green light. Um, anyway, um, I, but I'm just being transparent. I, I don't have all the answers. I don't have a lot of answers. I have one answer, a capital A, is Jesus Christ. I'm standing there. And if he gives me more answers, I'm not going to be falsely ignorant, false humility, like, Guys, I just don't know. I mean, if I know something, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> but I know Jesus Christ. I know whom I've believed. Um, so after that session and David, uh, you know, what some of the things he had said and um, was talking about us chewing on the cud, which is so good. Uh, I think that's going to stick with us for a long time, which is like, you know, what it's supposed to do. Um, <laughs> really. Um, I think that's, I honestly think that's a decades long word for uh, all of us in here, really. Um, but I was asking Lord some questions and just, you know, engaging with God over some certain things, like prophetic things He said to me and um, like stuff that I've been waiting on for so long. Like, I, was this going to happen or what, what, what? And as I was asking Him these questions, like, there's about five poignant. Uh, pointed questions I asked him and then I was thinking about my question mark and me being that question mark and I was thinking about it like uh, you know how that that woman who was healed on the Sabbath she came and she was she was bent over her, her back um, she was been oppressed by Satan for so long and Jesus healed her and she stood up straight so I was thinking like that part of my uh, question mark thing is this being uh, oppressed by satan and being pushed down like that and just like curved over it's one element of it another element of is just the way god has humbled me and i'm just like oh i don't have anything you know so and that's the greater idea that god has ruined travis and yeah whenever god's doing something potent and powerful uh, kind of the same word there but uh satan's like afraid and he doesn't even know exactly what's going on but he's ah, he's gonna mess things up so He's been doing his stuff too to me. But this is what I saw, that just like Jesus you know, made that woman stand straight up, if you stand a question mark straight up, it becomes an exclamation point. So I believe that you know, all the stuff that I could explain to you, it's not just like questions I have. I'm talking about questions of my existence, like how, how am I going to make it through the day, how to, all, all in all. I believe God's going to make an exclamation point out of me. Okay? 
I, I believe all the promises of God are yes and amen. And uh, I'm going to be a little excl- exclamation point on the end of that sentence. I uh, can't imagine how it's going to look. Um, I, I, just, I can't. I, 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 my, even my dreams or desires to do good things, I, I, my, my, my one dream that I can grasp right now is just to snuggle up like a little baby uh, sheep or <laughs> somebody. <laughs> because this is accurate too. See, a little baby pig, somebody put on my <laughs> A little baby pig. I mean, you know, because that's who I am without uh, the grace of God, just an unclean pig. <laughs> my dream is just to snuggle up in Jesus um, and, like, kind of disappear from everything. And not all of that is holy. Some of it's escapism. But there is a holy thing that I, I, I think I was made to just be lost in his heart and in his arms. That's my dream. But if he wants me to hang around and do some things, I will. And I think the exclamation point means uh, more than just snuggling up in his arms. Although that's the greatest exclamation point. I believe I'm going to be an exclamation point for you and whoever else God wants me to. Um, So that's what I'm standing on. That's my word that I'm hoping in, along with all the other things I've I've picked up um, from David and Wendy. And so, um, you know, I'm thankful for this April of 2022. And we'll see what uh, the coming days um, will hold for us. And today's the 10th, is that right? Yeah. Tomorrow's the 11th, and that made me think of 411 information. I pray that you guys get more information from God tomorrow about what he said to you and about what he has for you. Um, is that everything? I, I think I want to come back and say again, thank you to Dave and Wendy. Um, they have endured uh, a lot of what Jesus endured. Uh, it says he was despised and rejected, okay, just because of who he was. He was the anointed, um, and the prophets lived like that too. Their, their anointing and their gift and their identity got them a lot of flack. Um, and David and Wendy have been through the fire of, of rejection, but it's all been... Uh, purposeful and strategic, even though God didn't send it, uh, he has used it to, to make them who they are today and to equip them to be able to give to us. Um, so don't, don't be disheartened if you face rejection. As a matter of fact, be uh, sober and alarmed if you aren't facing any rejection. Don't go and look for it. Uh, uh, <laughs> you'll get enough <laughs> without having to look for it. But it's an important part of your story. It's a very important part of their story. But I absolutely receive them. And I'm so glad that you do, with an exclamation point. We, we receive them. There's no question mark in my heart about them. And I, I, I think you guys share the same. Uh, we all have exclamation points in our heart for who the Falls family is. Um, and we're just grateful you guys could come. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to share anything, uh, but I feel like something's kind of coming together to me, so I'm just going to, you know, put try to put things together, see what happens. But um, my like prophetic picture was very blessed that I got Emily to make mine. I can't think of anyone who I would have rather. I mean, everybody's awesome. Don't get me wrong. 
<laughs> Y'all are great, but yeah, she's like a teacher, so she's like good at crafting, you know. There's all kinds of reasons, right? She's just wise too. But so, you know, people have been asking me as in Matthew too, as we're transitioning, what what's going on? And honestly, um, I feel like I'm struggling with a little bit of heart sickness if I'm being really real, just because I, I keep having to wait. There's a lot of hope deferral going on that I'm having to resist. And so people go, you know, what are you doing? And, like, I feel myself just kind of, like, sinking down when people tell, you know, ask. Because I'm just like, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm just tired of talking about it, you know. Um, so we were doing the question thing, and I didn't want to ask a question. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. I'm like, I don't want to ask you anything, God. Like, I don't, I, like, I half don't care in the wrong way. Like, I just, just, I'm just here. Like, no, like, I, like, I was, like, playing around with, like, sarcasm in my head. I was, like, am I going to, like, just be, like, what, you know? And I just, the time came, this is so life, right, that she's, like, time's up. Put your question. I go, where am I going? Just, like, boom. And I'm, like, I didn't want to ask that. <laughs> I don't, I was, like, I don't care. I was, like, I, I was nervous, you know, I was, like, I was even feeling a little hope in my heart, but I was like, gosh, I'm so tired of doing this. So that's why partly I'm like, glad Emily got it. I just like, anyway, so she, and she got it, y'all. She got it, y'all. That's the story I'm telling here. So I wrote, where am I going? And one of the things that you wrote was, he's coming to you. Right? And I'm thinking about, um, I'm thinking about that that's what April's about for this community. And not just because we're, you know, stirring up hope, sickness. You know, I wouldn't say that to us for all that I just said I've gone through, right? But I see him doing it. And I see him doing that even in as I've walked with you, Travis, as you're saying you've become a question mark, you feel like, man. I remember a time, you know, praying in who's who knows who was living in which room at that time. <laughs> but like you were just you were already feeling that bending over starting to happen and you were like on my floor and I was saying to God, just take him, God, if that's what you want to do. Like and I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but whatever. Like, you know, being with your friend and going, My friend is in pain, God, I want to see the solution to this. And I was also feeling this conflict in my heart where I said, I feel like we are holding too tightly to our friend Travis. I would feel that. And what I've seen in this time, man, even as you have been restrained, as you have felt restraint to not speak, I've seen God speaking in this company. And I've seen confidence rising in people. Noel, I see confidence in you coming up. You know, that to me is I'm coming. And then, the, you know, Zion today shared her message. She, see, she sees the shepherd. I see us becoming sheep who have found a shepherd. And that shepherding that he's starting to do is helping us to be shepherds, co-shepherds, all kind, I don't know, you know? Um, and I just feel like that's, those things all come together to me. He's coming to us. And, man, our, like it's been an honor and a privilege, and it's been God's sovereign redemption that um, God has given us the privilege to minister to Travis. And I want to call that out, that we keep keep faith and keep ministering to Travis as he's in this season. Because I think God is giving us that uprightness as we're doing that. So, uh, yeah, I just feel like he's coming to us. 
is coming to me and for where you have that question in you, where am I going? Where are you taking me, God? He's coming to you. Couple things. One, I was. This is where I'm tired, and I have to say this now. Or I'll forget. With your daughter, the thing that she had, and you may realize this already, but it's it bears saying. I don't think the dream that she had was just a dream. She's a bit more mobile than her little frame would suggest. Um, I think part of that was. It wasn't just a dream and a statement, but it was a spiritual reality she was walking in. Um, and it's a thing to keep an eye out for. I won't, I'm not hearing this from God, but I, I will not be the least bit surprised if some number of days, months, weeks, years from now, she's not sleeping when that happens. And it comes to a point where she can engage it deliberately and be like, well, I was walking along in spirit, and the Lord took me up to heaven, and I went over to this room over here, and here's your healing. <laughs> or here's your message from God. Or, I mean, just when you, when you start getting that kind of interaction with heaven, the manifestations get interesting, but they take faith to walk in. Um, and I where you can encourage her and love her in that um, it, as her father, it will be valuable where the rest of you can. And, and the hard part is then with children, you've got to go to know the difference between they're playing around because they're children and mature and they're, there's, there's the full almighty power of God dwelling inside of them that we actually kind of need to take seriously. And, uh, <laughs> I've got three of those. <laughs> it's, I, the struggle is real. Um, sometimes. Oh, the, I, I, can, I can tell you some stories. Um, but the, it, it's just a, I don't know where that will go, but I don't think that's a one-time thing. You'll, I'm pretty, I'm, I get that you're going to see more of that, but just to kind of, you know, I say in the world, like put the plug in for that. Um, that's the one thing. I, I asked you a couple days ago, are you the only one that's dealing with the sort of struggle with questions that's more than just, well, I got a couple of questions. And it said there's more, more than one. I didn't, I don't care for anybody's mail. I don't, if you want to tell me you can, if you don't, that's fine. Um, having been a pastor, I have more dirt on more people than I want. <laughs> I, I really, I have no heart for just like, if I can meet and minister, great. If not, I, your secrets are yours. I, I just, but, um, but I, a little bit of our journey, we, for me and, this was induced more by external pain and trauma than the Lord just, here's some questions. Um, but I got into a place where it was like, I got nothing. 
Um, and it, it was, I mean, for me, it was also depressing because I was like, should I keep living? Kind of like, um, and, and I was like, I, and, and it was the kind of questions you're talking about. Like, well, how do I walk day to day? What does it mean to follow the Lord? What does it mean to like pray? Do I pray? Um, how do I do anything? Much less be a father and um, like, what is ministry? Like this was after we left Ohio. I, we were pretty broken. Um, it was a lot of mess to clean up. But part of it for me was this, like questions everywhere. Questions, and like no answers. And it wasn't just intellectual questions. It was in the day-to-day -day walking out and how does my heart wrap around it questions because the heart's so traumatized. It won't grab anything. Um, I, I don't want to like glorify that, but does that kind of make some sense if I say it like that? Okay. Um, I don't have a quick fix. Um, but one of the things, I spent a lot of time just asking more questions and asking for questions and asking for clarity and struggling with just kind of a process through it all. And it was very, the fixing that I, I don't know that it's done, but there's been a lot of it though. It really has come very line by line, precept on precept in the chewing. Chew on it, swallow it, let it be. Chew on it, swallow it, let it be. But there came a lot of points where the Lord would give me a thing and I would have to be like, okay, I recognize that's true. So I'm gonna hold that one. And then it was like, okay, now how do I integrate it? Um, one of the things that was a huge, it was a really quiet kind of shift, but it was one of those points that I look back at and I realized the difference was we'd always had a sense that our daughter would go to Africa on a missions trip very young. And so I went with her to Africa because she was, we were like 11, 12. Okay. So she was 12. It was like five years ago. And I was still very much in the middle of all that and really struggling in some areas. And we were, we went to Iris Ministries in Mozambique and she played with orphans and had a wonderful time. And I, I was <laughs> burnt out and it had been years since I was doing anything. Um, that's what weary, weary and tired feels like. Um, and while I was there, I had some time to myself at, at points. They had a prayer room, which and half the time no one was in it. So I could just walk and pray. And so I would go and do stuff for people and you know, try to be helpful and I ran out of stuff to do. I was like, I'm gonna go pray now. And I would just go and talk to the Lord. And their whole ministry was built on just serve the person in front of you. Like very don't complicate things. And I, I really started analyzing that and going, I know this is a rock. And it was, it was out of that that the Lord started setting in me the love is what you do for the person in front of you. Real ministry that God values is what you do for the person in front of you. The, the important stuff is the person in front of you. 
it's not the institution, it's not the forms, it's not the ceremonies, it's not the services, it's not the, the things that you can build, it's not the buildings you leave behind you. Real fruit is a cup of water. They were thirsty? They're less thirsty now. That's fruit. That's something God says, like you can't go wrong with that. Now you can wear yourself out with it and turn it into a work, but generally speaking, I see someone, my heart goes out to them, I want to do something, and they're right there in front of me. You cannot possibly go wrong with that. And then that became a rock for me. I'm trying to describe the process because I think it will help in the chewing. That sort of became a rock for me, and I couldn't even word it. Like, I tried to talk to Wendy about it when I came back, and she asked, and she was like, wow, it sounds like that was really good for you, honey. <laughs> and I, she's a great wife that way. She really tries. But I, 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 couldn't have, I couldn't have explained the struggle beforehand or the, the tiny, honestly, tiny snippet of clarity. That became, and I'm, I'm actually, this is part of my still chewing it even, I'm looking at it now realizing that is the thing I began to judge every other question against. All of my stuff about ministry and life and living and the doing of life and how do I walk it out, that was the thing I was like, if you don't stand up to that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, and it became a rock I stood on. And little by little, it's kind of expanded from there and it started making sense from there. But like that was honestly like that was where one of the things that really kind of started me. It was just it was a little thing at first, but it was just like I'm just gonna bounce everything against that because I know I can't go wrong with that. Jesus is real. He loves the individual, and he puts individuals in front of me, and I'm an individual too. And like if I if it won't stand up to that, that's that question can wait for another day. And, and the objections to that, they can wait forever. I, I just don't even care. Like, that became that. And little by little, he expanded. And little by little, it was like I began to see the nature of his spirit in that. Like, it was like he started chatting me. It's like, this is my nature, and gentle and lowly. I minister to people in front of me. Um, one of the things that I was I was going to share, but it's just one of those illustrations, and this was a recent one, it's like five, six days ago. Jesus' whole ministry, he went out and he would preach publicly, and when the crowds got really big, he would intentionally offend them. He was not trying to build a big institution. He poured himself into 12 people. He legitimately had a church of 12. He was not building a big mess. There are a few others that were gathered around that you hear about in the book of Acts. But, I mean, really, it was not some giant group. And when I thought about this, I was like, he was not married. He did not have a mortgage to pay. They did not have a church building. They did not have church carpet to fight over and music to fuss over. They, all he had was the community to focus on. Take some time with the Lord in prayer talk to them about some stuff and, and do some public ministry and drag them into the public ministry so they could kind of get used to that too. Like it was more about them than it was even about the public ministry. And the nature of discipleship, like if you don't know each other and you don't know each other's kids and you don't know what each other's kids like and what each other's kids are like, 
Like if you're not that close to one another, it's not really discipleship. Discipleship is highly personal. They're like borderline living together, like around each other all the time. You, you see each other with bedhead when you wake up in the morning. And I like, that's when you're talking discipleship. I'm having a rotten day and I haven't had my coffee yet. You know, like that's discipleship is when it gets to that level. Because then you learn from each other, like, well, how do you deal with it when you're not feeling it anymore? Um, but it's a one-on-one. I still like you and I still choose you and I'm going to be around you and you're willing to keep choosing me too. Like, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but I'm, I'm just getting back to that. It's that, who's the one in front of me? Who's the one that God died for? That was, that was for me, and I'm not saying this is the rock that everyone needs necessarily or the, the thing that you'll reflect off, but when he gives you, if you're in the midst of deep questions and he gives you a little something, you're like, I know that, like, that resin, like, yeah. Take it in and start chewing on it. And like, I would, I would even ask the Lord, can I prioritize this ahead of other things? Can I bounce stuff against it? And when you, when you get one, just build on that. I still lived in a tiny little space for a few years. Like, I mean, it was, it was not a quick process. And again, I'm still chewing on it. Um, but what, what I want to do is I want to pray for those who are dealing with the like questions to the point that it almost gets traumatizing. Um, I'm, I'm okay if you, I don't care if you want to stand up or sit down or raise your hand or identify yourselves. That doesn't make a whole lot of difference to me. I just want to pray for those that have that going on. Um, which, if you're all right, that includes you. <laughs> and uh, just ask the Lord to minister. Because I, I believe I believe it's time for the standing up to begin. Um, do you, or, my wife has a thing. We're going there too. <laughs> they, uh, <clears throat> All right. Father, I thank you for times and seasons. And Lord, I thank you that you are not afraid of our questions and you are not afraid of our struggles and you are not afraid of our issues and you are not afraid of our mess and you are not afraid of our weakness. Rather, Paul says, I glory in my weakness because in my weakness, he is made strong. And I thank you for that, Lord. Um, there, there's no shame in any of this. You put shame to death on the cross. And I, I command it to stay dead in the, in the lives of your people here, Lord. Like, enough is enough. That is not a gift from you. And Lord, I thank you that you have a way of removing the stuff that we stand on that isn't actually your word and removing the stuff that we stand on that isn't actually what you've given that 
If we try to stand on it at the wrong time, it will lead to loss and ruin. Like the guy who didn't build his house on the foundation, that you can do that. And that can lead to questions. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that your base, one of your basic functions, just not even a function, it's like who you are is the spirit of truth, that you lead and guide us into all truth. And Spirit, I ask that for those, like when the, when the questions are that bad, like that you would take them by the hand and you would point to the path and you have a voice behind them that says, here's the way, walk in it. And even if they have to walk, walked up, you know, walk, kind of hobbling, walked over, they would at least see the path and be able to walk in it. Because it says, you know, the path of the righteous is like, it's one of ever-increasing brightness, going from like, I don't know, mangle the quote, but from, from dawn to like noonday. Confusion is not a gift from you. And in the name of Jesus, I come against the power of confusion that has been pushed onto them. Our God is not the author. He's, he's, he's the phrase that Paul says. It's something to the effect of he's, like, he's not the God of confusion, but the God of peace. And in the name of Jesus, I command the peace of God to fall on them, on their questions, on the unknowns, and on their circumstance. That in the midst of unknowns, things are still made right. In the midst of unknowns, they and their interests and what they, the lives they have before you and their families are safe and provided for. That your peace in the midst of this will still rule and reign in, your, in their hearts. Because questions do not threaten your peace. You are still the prince of peace and you rule from a place of peace. And though they have questions and unknowns, righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. And those things deal in certainties, even in the midst of subtleties. Justice will split the line and say, this is where accountability is and is not, and provide sometimes for us is frightening clarity. That is still who you are, and your throne is still in their lives, regardless of whether or not they see all the details. And I call for that reality to come forth, for heaven's connected reality of righteousness, justice, clarity, peace, and the fruit of the Spirit where you get kindness, goodness, peace, gentleness, self-control, and so on and so forth, to be not interfered with. And I command broken off of them the burden of having to figure it out. You are the one who leads and guides. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would give them bite-sized mouthfuls of truth to chew on and that they could chew on them safely knowing that they're not chewing mixture and holy spirit i ask that you would begin sorting for them separating out the mixtures 
where there's a fear of, I don't know if this part is true or not, like that you would sort out, you know, the leading and guiding, it's a process, but you can take out the lies. Um, But in the name of Jesus, the spirit of confusion that has moved against them, I just command that thing broken off. And the I feel like there's even a curse from like quote unquote spiritual people. You you know where I'm going with this. Um Lord. Father, you are judge, and I ask that you would rule on this. The There have been a people that look at what is new and different, or look at what isn't settled down by the religious dictates of the day. And because they don't understand it, it doesn't fit their box, they curse it. And they proclaim it as if it were God speaking. And they expect God to back that up. And that whole operating spirit is just wrong. Like that, there, There's so many things that are so wrong with that. Um, I, I don't even want to go down that road, Lord. But Lord, I am asking that you would that which has been pronounced that has tried to find a landing pad on Travis and on those that are with him. Father, I am asking that you would look at all of this, all of that that's been proclaimed. And I don't care if it's by professors or other pastors or people that are just jealous or people that are easily confused or I don't care, but I'm asking that you would judge the stuff that was released and cast it down that you would speak from heaven and go, yeah, that is not me. That does not speak on behalf of my kingdom. That does not get the blessing of spiritual power from heaven. Rather, where the enemy would take and run with that, it gets the opposition from heaven. Because these are my people, the sheep of my pasture. I am their shepherd. And for those that would assume the authority to shepherd over them, Lord, you, you are the shepherd. You even have some statements in your word about like, call no man father, call no man master, because that's you. Like, people like to create authority structures. 
and, and there's a place for some order. And there's a place for unique gifts, and leading itself can be a gift. But like, people turn that into structures and obligations, and they turn it into things for control. And that is not something, even in your law, you keep such a simple structure. It, I, I find it fascinating how, how little structure you imposed, even for a people that didn't have your word written in their hearts. You were willing to trust them as individuals to walk it out. You know, like here's you know the command on just on tablets, and you were willing to trust them. How much more after you have adopted us into your own family, have taken the position of father over us, and then written your word in our hearts? If there's a people that don't need to be controlled by other men, I this is it. And anything that tries to override that, like that is so wrong. And I am asking that you would totally cast it down and break it off of everyone here. You are our father. You are our shepherd. We are your children and the sheep of your pasture. We will go to the fields you take us to and chew the grass you give us because it's, it's truth and it's nourishment. That's what we want. And Lord, I ask that anything that tries to interfere with truth being taken in and settling in, any, any work of the enemy, or I, I just I don't quite even know what to call it, but that like, you would override that and let your truth come into our hearts anyway. I mean, your word is a sword. It cuts through pretty much anything. Um, that, that that power would, it would go forth and it would settle in. You have become an opportunist. <laughs> I love it. But, yeah. All right. So, Father, there is a removing of unnecessary hindrances that you do, and a refining and pulling out of dross that you do and a trimming and clipping that you do for greater fruitfulness, Lord. And where does you re-embrace that? But Lord, where others have come in and tried to take more and steal, where they have sought to strip and humble in a way that you did not design, where they have sought to destroy inheritance for your children, Father, I ask that you would hold them accountable We want restitution. We want what was taken returned with God-ordained penalties and interest. That if there is time that seems to have been lost, the productivity that could have happened will be returned anyway. 
so that there is no loss. Lord, when you redeem, I, it's a, it's a, I love this definition. It's You make it like it never happened. And Lord, anything in this that's that's had that mixture going on, we ask that you would make it like the mixture part never happened, like the torment never happened. They get to the other side and people are like, you went through what? Nah. You went through the fire? Why don't I smell smoke? You went through the river? Why aren't you wet? Like it never happened. You know, and the evidence that it did happen is like, well, I can tell you what fire's like up close and personal. Here's some cool stuff. And uh, those ropes I was bound with, yeah, you'll never find them again. And, uh, you know, I used to be on the other side of that river. <laughs> you know, it's like, but, uh, but like, the wear and tear? No, not so much. Not at all. Thank you, Father. Father, I ask that you bless your kids. Just bless them. I really, I really feel, I, I see that. Like, just bless them, Lord. Bless them for what they've been through. Bless them for who they are to you. Bless them for who you are to them. Just Bless them. They're your treasured possession, Lord. Bless them. Lord, I, I believe you have a fullness for your people. And I'm asking that you bless. And I don't see it as just an emotional, like, yeah, I can, I can smile and be happy now. That's, that's good. We'll take that too. But I, I believe it's more than that, Lord. It's like heart's desires fulfilled. It's the ability to dream again, restored, plus the ability to walk that stuff out. It's the, it's, it's the clarity and ability to minister. It's the life in general. It's security and safety when chaos breaks around you. It's um, it, just in everything, Lord, that... You would, you would make them the head and not the tail. That they would sow little and reap much. That they're, they're that it's like, I, I see the blessings of the law. It's like, that they, they'd be blessed and they're going out and they're coming in. They'd be blessed in all the labor of their hands. They'd be blessed in, in the night and blessed in the morning and blessed at noonday and blessed in their relationships and that even their enemies would call them blessed and back off. That they would just be blessed everywhere. That there would be abundance in all things. Father, I ask that you would demonstrate. And you said that vindication is from you. Um, there's a place for suffering and going through stuff. And you, know, you say that you're blessed are you when people you know, say some terrible things about you because of me. Like that, that happened with the prophets, and that's all good. But Lord, you also say that vindication is from you. And I ask for vindication for your people, Lord. 
because it's your name that gets vindicated when you do it. They've been through the trials, and they've been through the hard stuff, and they've been through the people saying nasty things about them. Okay, now vindicate. Because then you bring all that stuff to account. And the testimony goes out. Psalm 23, you know, is, is the, the shepherd's parable. I have this image of like the shepherd. It's not an image I've had of the shepherd before. I'll explain. And I, I like I see I see Jesus there. He's really buff with the shepherd's staff. And uh, and there's a verse in there where it's like he sets a table before my enemies, and it's like I see him taking taking you guys and like Here's the field with the good food. Eat here. And, and this little sheep, it's like everyone's munching away, chewing the cut. Like, yep, just being sheep. And I see wolves, like, just past Jesus, like, circling and whatever. And one of them comes and, like, makes a run at the flock and gets clobbered with that staff. And the sheep are just... <laughs> and Jesus is like, Try that again. <laughs> you know, like I, I just, I, I really, I sense his protection and his care. Um, so, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That's good stuff. You feel at peace? Just like, ah, that's a nice. Yeah, peace is a whole lot more than a feeling. It's feeling nice when you feel it too. Ah, thank you, Lord. Breathe in. Let it settle in. This too is part of showing the code. <laughs> Just kind of let it in. Ah, oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I love the kids. Like, God's present. Kids can just be kids. Yeah. I, just, I think it's beautiful. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Just trying to. Anything else you want to say or do?
I can like stay here all day. It might be the sleeping is talking to me. <laughs> 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 okay. yeah. You hear anything? Sure. <laughs> just, just to say, I, I just want to give a shout out to Rachel and Naomi. They're carrying precious babies in their bellies. I pray for protection and health for them. And Wendy, you did this really cool Celtic thing with your voice once when you were singing, and I didn't do that because I could replicate it. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just Samuel and um, Benjamin on here. Okay. How about just the three of you all stand up? Um, Houston, I would like you just to pray for the Falls family on behalf of all of us. Um, I mean, if we had, I, I know you guys are a praying people. If we had time, we'd pray and prophesy over them. But I want to honor uh, Robbie. We're already going about an hour past, which he said that's fine. But I just want to honor him and uh, make sure we get things cleaned up here well. Can I make so, a request on this? What's that? Can we have Laura to pray for us too? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so Laura and Houston, Laura and yes. Houston come on. Yeah. Up here. Hey, you can hear them like, they're probably just like right up there if you want to get down like this. Yeah, I mean, you can, but I think just stand in. It's going to get to all of them. Yeah. All right. It's too far. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lord, why don't you why don't you pray and then uh, I'm gonna lay hands on. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Lord, it is so um, apparent. It's actually very weird for me. Um, just how strong the Spirit of God is on the Paul's family. Um, there's been so many breakthroughs and chains broken uh, for this community that is going to help us really press it into uh, the life that God has always uh, destined us to, to walk in. Um, I believe that uh, their anointing um, is even increasing in this moment um, that they came to give but they also did receive and that whatever that is um, it's just going to continue to increase as they go back to the ministry God has for them um, I actually do see that um, that they do have just ministers to encounter to continue to like uphold them and their ministry um, especially their kids I believe I believe that there's like so many people that God is sending them um, in the future that are going to really be as they prayed over me angelic protection and provision for their children um, and I have no idea what that entails but I know it's good um, I just really pray that in this moment that, um, that they're able to really see and, and feel and continue to just uh, know how much we're all just blessed by God in them. Um, and we love you. I love you. It's how many words can describe this moment and this weekend? And I think that sums it up. So Jesus Christ, we give you praise and glory. And we say, yes and amen. Um, I don't think there's many more, more things that we need to say. Because I think you've heard it all. And I think we all need to be confident in that. That we don't have to feel as if questions have not been addressed. Because even though we might have additional questions after this day, again, you, God, Jesus Christ, know all things. And we can be safe to assure that we are your sheep. And thank you, Paul's family, for reaffirming that and bringing the power to really walk in that. So on behalf of dwelling, on behalf of uh, this entire community, the church, we thank you and praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, whatever you can do to um, help close things up, um, that would be amazing. Uh, whether it's up in the dining hall in here, we've got some sound stuff. Load up the kids' stuff inside Uncle Tim's and in the van. Uh, so, yeah.
find a little something uh, to pitch in on, and that would be much appreciated. Thank you.